He's got to be pleased with that. The crowd is just on his feet here. He's a Cinderella boy. Uh, tears in his eyes, I guess, as he, as he lines up this last shot. He's got about 195 yards left. This crowd is going deadly silent. Cinderella story out of nowhere. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole! It's in the hole! Welcome to week 122 of a Good Talk Spoiled Golf Podcast. I'm James Richardson and as always I'm joined by Barry O'Hanneran. Hey Barry. Hey James. Uh, welcome to Ryder Cup week. Excited, are you? Yeah, I'm getting into it more and more this week now that the Sky Sports have kind of started putting all of the history programs on mm-hmm. and all the how the cup was won. So yeah, no, I am getting excited. Um, but before we get on to it, if you want to get in contact with us, our Twitter handle is at a good talk golf. That's at a good talk golf. Our email is a good talk spoiled at gmail.com. You can get us on either of them. You can also get us on Game Golf and uh, various other social media outlets. But um, we usually start with our own game, but I think we're going to quickly move past that and really just start talking about what is what everybody's going to be looking at this week, which is the. 41st playing of the Ryder Cup 2016 in Hazeltine National Golf Club in Minnesota. It's on US territory. Um, in terms of this this format, you love match play, Barry. We know that. Is this the pinnacle of all golf? Forget the Masters, forget the Majors. Is this the one that every two years you get the most excited about? Yeah, because it's an exhibition and because it's every two years... I think your excitement factor is ramped up a little bit more. We get a, we get a Masters every year. We get a, an Open Championship every year, US Open and so forth. But because this is every two years and it's in a team format, they're playing just for pride. There's no money on the line or anything. It has that extra kind of special factor about it. Yeah, no doubt. So we have, we've, this is obviously, you know, Europeans are defending. Uh, this is redemption time for... For Davis Love and the US team, they've had a lot of soul searching over the last two years. So there's going to be a lot of questions over whether or not all of that soul searching and all the changes to the picks and everything has worked. But let's look at the Americans first, if we look at the teams and then we go from there. So Davis Love the third is second time captaining. 2012 was the last time he captained. He's a vintage player at this. He knows everything about it. In terms of him... And Darren Clark, does the home territory, does the fact that he's captain before, does that instinctively give the Americans an advantage just on a captain v captain basis? I think so, yeah. The home advantage is going to be huge this week for the Americans. Even even last week at the FedEx Cup Finals, you saw the crowd really boisterous and loud. and You just knew that the, the fever for the Ryder Cup was building and it was kind of showing throughout uh, the Tour Championship. So it's great. They're, and the Americans thrive on that massive atmosphere. I, look, I think this is going to be one of the all-time great Ryder Cups. It's building up to, a bit, to be it for a number of reasons. Um, just the two captains and love and the, the rhetoric he's come out with saying... Even though it was out of context, was saying that the U.S. team was the best ever assembled. It probably wasn't. He didn't really mean it like that, but it's come. You know, the European team are going to take it like that and use that to motivate themselves. The U.S. team are motivated. Both teams will be motivated to put on a really good exhibition of golf. Um, 
kind of in honor of Arnold Palmer. It's a really emotional week with him passing. I just I think everything's setting up really well for it. Well, let's let's talk about that for a moment because Arnold Palmer passed away this week. Um, both the Europeans and the Americans very fond of him. But you, we've heard over the course of the week a lot of um, a lot of eulogizing of, of of Arnold and what he brought to the game and and how the game transformed mm. because of Arnold Palmer and. All of the big names this week, your Rory's, your Tigers, your Phil's, everybody has come out and has been universal praise for Arnold Palmer. Is Arnold Palmer this week for the Americans, what Seve Ballesteros has been in the past for the European team, that that person who embodies everything to do with, with golf and American golf? I, I think he can be, yeah. Um, I think he'll <coughs> serve as an emotional... Not age, but you know everybody will be emotionally charged by his passing. I think he affected everybody on a global scale. Um, you know, he affected more people in Europe than say Seve would have in America. I would imagine it's hard, it's hard to say from here, but it, more more people in Europe would know Arnold Palmer's name than vice versa to the states. So I think all players that are there this week um, are going to be emotionally charged by it. Probably the Americans a little bit more so because he is American, but uh, I I think it's uh, it's just going to be for the this would be a great celebration. The Ryder Cup always is, but it'll be a celebration of Arnold's life as well, and I think it'll be an extra special one on the, on the back of that. And I think over the course of the, the, the week, they're doing various um, bits towards it. But let's look at Davis Love, Darren Clark. Um, interestingly, over the last couple of days, I, I saw that the Darren Clark's first ever match in the Ryder Cup in 1997 was actually against Davis Love. So... There is a lot of history between the two of them. Um, Darren Clark, as the European captain, going to the States is always difficult for any European player. But for Darren Clark, who is very well respected, well known from the K Club Ryder Cup, the Americans know him well, an open champion, major uh, winner, does that give him the benefit that people hold him in great esteem over in America? That it makes it a little bit easier to go there and kind of throw the shoulders back and feel a little bit more at ease. Yeah, he's probably not gone over like a Monty who used to get ribbed by the Americans and, and whatnot. <clears throat> he's, yeah, he'll definitely be a bit more accepted by the crowd and not kind of not attacked, but you know, be a little bit less friendly banter than they would have given, say, Monty, for example. So I think this week will all be done in very good, uh, very good spirits. And uh, yeah, Dar- Darren's well recognised, well received in the states, and uh, I think the whole European team will be. And any, there won't be any antagonising from the fans. You'd hope not. Anyway, and everything will be in good, good competitive spirit. You know, uh, so that's that's what I hope for. The other, the other thing I suppose that shouldn't be lost, even though this is Davis Love the third, second time captaining. Darren Clark has been very heavily involved as a vice captain. This seems to be the way that the European team are now going with their picks for captains. That they've done, they've done a couple yeah. of Ryder Cups previously. So he was the vice captain in two thousand and ten. You know he's been there. He was there. You know over the last four years as well. In the last two, so he's been around. He knows the format. He knows the the atmosphere that he wants. And he's also been lucky enough, other than the blip. He's seen a lot of wins. He's seen a lot of victories. Hmm. He knows what it takes to win, whether it be in the States or whether it be here. It's his great benefit being able to use that experience with the uh, Eurasia uh, Cup that was on last year to galvanize a team spirit 
for Europe to kind of us versus them in the States. Yeah, he's got to be in a good position. He seems to have done an awful lot of things right in the setup over the last couple of years. Um, he's got all the recent wins. Um, by all accounts, he's sort of made up with whatever little fallout he had with Paul McGinley when McGinley was going for captaincy and Clark all of a sudden announced his. And um, you got to let bygones be bygones. I'm sure he's talked to Paul McGinley and Paul McGinley's given him plenty of advice from the most recent victory. We've six of the last seven we've won. He's part of a winning team, one of the most emotionally charged wins when it was here in Ireland after the passing of his wife. It's, um, yeah, he's, he's in a great position. You saw, you know, if anyone was, I'm sure everybody's all over social media this week and you're watching videos and you saw the video of the, the European Tour locker room. He seems to have things set up quite well there. Every rookie is beside an experienced player and they're all kind of matched by... You know, the, the two Spanish boys are matched together. So he seems to have got things lined up quite nicely. He's got inspirational photos, you know, the usual, the blue flowers. He's seems to have done and put a lot of good things in place. So, uh, and there's another cool thing actually I've noticed. There's a company called 15th Club and they have five, I think they have six guys over with Darren. They do huge statistical analysis on, uh, on, on golf. They do one-on-one consultations with pros, but Darren's brought them on board to do statistical analysis and uh, predictions to help with his decision making and who he picks and where he puts them out so he's got that kind of uh, little I suppose scientific weapon up his uh, up his sleeve as well as his gut feelings as well as a captain so uh, he's put a lot of good things in place um, hopefully hopefully it comes out with a win for us you know so, but it is hard to say at the end of the day well let's 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 look down the line let's do this somewhat systematically so th- there's a number of vice captains then let's look at the Europeans for the moment we've got Thomas Bjorn Pora Carrington Paul Laurie Ian Poulter Sam Torrance on the American side you have Jim Furyk Tom Lehman Steve Stricker Bubba Watson and Tiger Woods and a lot of talk this week about Bubba not making it going in as the vice captain a lot of people questioning whether or not his non-involvement on the playing side was due to temperament, due to attitude. Is it the right thing to do if that... if Is it dispelling the myth that that's the reason he didn't get to go to the Ryder Cup where he's being brought in as a vice-captain? Or yeah, yeah, is this yeah. a very risky um, decision by Davis Love to no, bring him in? No, I think in? it's a good call to bring him along as a vice-captain. You know, Bubba's a, he's a bit of a joker and I, I, I'm sure a lot of this, you know talk of Bubba not being a good team player is all just born out of one or two flippant comments maybe here or there he can't all, he can't be that bad you know and especially if Love has brought him along it seems it seems to have worked out fine Bubba's got his buggy he'll be in good mood he'll be joking around a bit um, I, don't, I don't see how it's a bad thing at all that he's there I, I think it can only benefit them I'm just waiting for the first Ryder Cup when one of the teams has more vice-captains than players <laughs> well it, you know, they, it's they getting that way moving. well I, I think the way it seems to be that there's two guys one guy with the captain mm-hmm. at all times and then everybody else is with a group to, one guy to, for each match you know, yeah let, let's look at I suppose Tiger Woods big story obviously he's he's there this week he's coming back playing in the next couple of weeks um, media attention on him how hard will it be for him over the course of, of the week not to make this about Tiger Woods and to maintain, like he, he tried to get in the team photo uh, yesterday. Um, That's an instinctive reaction. <laughs> um, but how hard will it be for somebody like Tiger to, to downplay his involvement in all of this, to not take away from Davis Love's authority, but also to leave the media 
to one side and say this isn't about me. This is about. I, the, I don't the, think. The, I don't think it's. Be, I don't think it'll be hard as well, uh, hard at all for him. Do you? I think. He, I think he's old enough and smart enough and long enough in the tooth to know he, he's got to take take a back step this week. It's I don't think it's about him taking a back step. I think it's the media trying to stay away. He, he, he sells papers, and no, I think that sure they he has want a, his. Yeah, but he has a responsibility just to to pull away from that as much as possible this week. Do his five minutes, maybe if they want five minutes with Tiger, but. Certainly, uh, I I think he'll be smart this week, and I think he'll be it'll it'll have been talked about as well, the Tiger factor with regards to the media amongst the US team and amongst the US captains and vice captains, uh, and for all of them, I'm sure they probably have a media plan in play. We minimise our interaction, or you know, so we keep the focus on the team. Well, let's look then at the vice captains for Europe and Ian Poulter, Mister Ryder Cup, Mister Postman always delivers. Mm. Not there because of injury. Um, whether he'd have got there as a yeah. player could be speculated for a long time, but he's not there, but he, he's there as a vice-captain. Um, emotionally, we know how much the Ryder Cup means to him, just simply what he brings to the European team at times. How important do you think his role to maintain that kind of positivity and that kind of spurring on is going to be important for the European players and particularly the rookies, I think he's going to be a brilliant asset to have. And with four of the rookies being from the UK, that's just that's goals to have somebody of that caliber and somebody of that Ryder Cup history on your team and being being the vice captain. You know, to those four rookies, that'll be a huge help. And I, I, who knows what it counts for in the end of the day, but it's 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 a great thing. It's a great advantage to have. I I wonder, and I, I, I was looking at the vice-captains and looking at the way that, um, you know, the roles of the captains themselves, how they've been used in the past. And you obviously had Seve who wanted to play every shot mm. and was advising on every shot. And the importance of perhaps having the right type of vice-captain in the at the right time, in the right group, at the right point. And I just wonder, is Ian Poulter that kind of floating guy that you need on Sunday that can jump between two or three <laughs> yeah. groups at really key moments where maybe the momentum is slipping or it, you know they need a bit of a jizz up and the crowd is maybe behind the US. We'll assume it will come on for the moment how close or otherwise we think this tournament will be over the course of the weekend. But it always comes down to the singles anyway. And that middle section, how important will it be to have Ian Poulter in the right place at the right time and how much outside of your pairings and all the mm. rest, is it important for Darren Clark to actually utilise Ian Poulter like in the right way, in the right place, at no, the right time? That's, that's a good shout. I like that a lot. But like, what a boost would you get as a player when Poulter comes along and goes, come on, buddy, let's go. Well, I can just see, like, you know, if, you, if you've if you gone two up and all of a sudden you go back to all square and you're standing on the 10th, going, jeez, how did we let this go? Mm. And you're standing there and you're seeing the eyes of Poulter going, pick it up, boy. Like, come on. Like, this is the right... Like, And I just don't think... With Ian Poulter in the right place at the right time, you're going to see anybody just get dropping their head. Mm. And even if they're two or three down, which could happen very easily, especially when we'll get on to the, the team in a second. But there are quite a few rookies here. Come Sunday, they're on their own. They're not going to be able to be paired. They're going to have to step up and do it on their own. And that importance to have someone like Ian Poulter to say to, say, a Matthew Fitzpatrick, come on, boy, mm. you know, you're three down, but you, you can still, like, don't forget what happened at Medina. Don't forget what's happened before. We can still yeah, yeah. win this. Just go make a birdie now. Or, you know, and I just think shot. that's, yeah. I think whatever about the way Darren Clark 
pairs up his guys over the first couple of days and whatever decisions he has to make, one of his biggest decisions is how he utilises Ian Poulter over the course of the week. I, th- I think likewise you can make the point about how Davis Love would use Tiger Woods. I mean, can you imagine Tiger Woods coming up? Tiger Woods like going, come on buddy, you got this. You know, that's a huge thing to have. Like, I, I think the only world. difference is that... Tiger's Ryder Cup records. No, I, 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 think, I think that when you look at the US team, there's a lot of people who, while have respect for Tiger... I don't think we'll go, oh, I'm so delighted, like, well, take, Tiger came up to me on the 10th and gave me... Because I don't think... Really? I don't think that they... I, I don't think Dustin, you know, I don't say think, say, Dustin Johnson or a Zach Johnson or somebody like that turns around and goes, or a Matt Kuchar and goes, geez, well, if Tiger's come over and said it, then, you know, this is... I think if a Matthew Fitzpatrick, Sullivan, um, you know, Peters, young players on the European tour, see Poulter... Getting the eyes, getting the you know, getting the G'd up, I think that means more to the to the European than I think. You've maybe seen young guys do. Speed, Reed, Kepka, Fowler, Holmes, Ryan Moore to a certain extent as well. These guys all grew up like idolizing Tiger for sure as as a as like one of the best golfers ever. If that guy comes over and is giving you, a, come on, buddy, you got this. You're gonna be pumped like. <laughs> You know? I, I don't think at the same level to, to Ian Valter. I, I just don't think there's any comparison to this, the this, There's an episode name coming out of this, like James thinks Poulter is more valuable than Tiger. Or something in, this, like. in this circumstance, yeah, I do. Because I don't think that at the end of the day, I don't think Jimmy Walker or any of these guys are going to be standing on the 10th going, let's do this for, you know, this means so much to Tiger Woods, then I better do it. I think when you're standing and you know, like we've spoken year after year after year, about the Ryder Cup and Ian Poulter and how much it means to him and how much he embodies all of the excitement and all of the European passion mm. and all of the underdoggedness of of the Ryder Cup. That means more. And when we've spent, we've spent, what, five, six years looking at Ian Poulter's eyes popping out. The, the, it, it's iconic now. It's, mm-hmm. it's a European iconic. Can you name any time that you saw Tiger Woods do that over the course of his Ryder Cup history? That, never that became his, that iconic? I've never seen his eyes pop out or it's become an iconic moment. But I've, like, I've been watching a few of the, the Ryder Cup history movies and he's certainly not you know, disanimated by it. You know, he's getting pumped in a lot of those situations. Uh, I think it'll be interesting to see how it goes this week with him not playing and him coming back to the game in a couple of weeks' time. I, I think it'll be a good dynamic for the U.S. team. And that, that To me, Tiger's a, a huge motivator. You know, Well, the I, great thing about this is that we can start the debate, but it can, can continue on, on the, our Twitter handle. So, look, if you, if, if you agree with either of us or don't agree with either of us, at a good talk, golf is the Twitter handle. So let's hear your views on the role of Tiger and Poulter and who you think people will get up, G'd up to more. I think it's time to bypass the vice captains so, and get on to the players let's look then we'll start with the home team and, and the home team is made up of Dustin Johnson Zach Johnson Brooks Kepka, uh, Phil Mickelson Patrick Reed, Brant Snedeker Jordan Speed, Jimmy Walker all qualified on their own Ricky Fowler JB Holmes and Matt Kuchar got the captain's picks a couple of weeks ago and unsurprising over the course of his uh, epic run last week at the end of the FedEx Cup Ryan Moore got the last um, also known as the Billy Horschel pick the Billy Horschel yeah. pick um, let's talk about that last pick for a second um, it was a major change and as you say it was the Billy Horschel pick it's been left deliberately to the week before it, 
there was very interesting points made on, on the commentary last week about the, the, the FedEx final and the four extra holes. Ryan Moore is playing to win the FedEx, win the Tour Championship. Mm. Um, that's that's his sole thinking last week. If he had gone on to win it, and 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 if spots and maybes, he had all of about twenty four hours before he had to come back down off that victory. Yeah. Come back down off anyway the elation of of, of the runner up and and all that that goes with it. Does it give a person? enough time to prepare this week for hazel time or is it nearly better that you just pick the guy in form and just hope that the adrenaline just pushes them all the way through to sunday afternoon i think that's what they have to do right now isn't it um it's never has it hasn't been you know has a player been picked this close to a Ryder cup before i'm not i can't i can't say i think it has because it usually was historically a long time quite a few weeks ago so Um, we, we won't know how he reacts um, it, I, I, it's I guess a very straining three days. He'll be riding the wave. I mean, how can he not be? I got picked at the Ryder Cup. I nearly you know, had a great tour championship. The adrenaline surely will keep him going. He might run out of puff on Sunday afternoon. Who knows? He's a, he's a very strongly proven player with an incredible match play record, a stellar amateur career, multiple PGA Tour titles. He's a, he's played he's played the best golf at the FedEx Cup in relation to par. He was seven shots better than anybody else over the FedEx Cup. It's it was a no brainer to pick this guy. If if Ryan Moore comes this week and 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 you know does dare I say it a Ricky Fowler gets no points or has goes a few and five. or you know yeah. goes zero and five, um, is is that just is that something that they might look back on of leaving it too late? Like mm. have the other guys been out? playing Hazeltine, or was it a case, and I don't know this because it's not being released, whether or not Davis Love has had these guys out playing like Ryan Moore, like the other guys who may have been picked to make sure that they know the course, they're happy with it, and they're aware of... I think he had a few of them, the likely picks, visit for a, a practice there last week. Um, this we'll only know in hindsight. I don't want to spend too much time on Ryan Moore. I think it's 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 interesting that they, they've gone to the extreme of leaving the last pick until just a few days before it kicks off. It, it could work phenomenally well. It could backfire spectacularly. I think, regardless of what happens, I think they have the right guy and the right pick was made. It, the pick was left this late for a reason and they got the guy who performed the best over the FedEx Cup, which is exactly what they would have wanted in the, in Billy Horschel's year. So uh, the, I, I think they got to be happy with where they sit. The rest of the team, there's only um, Ryan Moore and I think uh, it's Brooke Koepka, the only two rookies You've already talked about Ryan Moore's, um, you know, huge amount of of success over the course of the the last number of years, and um, Brooke Kepka, a guy who's always there thereabouts. Any concerns of him turning up to this as as a rookie? Is he the kind of person that you look at the rest of him and go, look, he hasn't played Ryder Cup, but his history, the history that he has and the the experience he has in the game, isn't something that will be too concerning. I think he'll have, like, like any rookie, I think he'll he'll have some struggles. It's his first Ryder Cup. It seems to affect pretty much everybody that plays it for the first time. He's a, he's a sensational player, huge distance. On, they're going to be playing a long course in Hazeltine. Um, but he's playing at home. I, I, I wouldn't like to be playing him. I wouldn't like one of our guys. I wouldn't like one of our guys to be playing him uh, unless it's one of our big, big boys like a Stenson or a Rory. I think Kapka could be very dangerous and take down a lot of our team in a singles match. Before we look at Europe, let's stick 
to America, mm. out of the team that's that's there, who are the key guys that you see as 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 really the ones that if they don't produce, mm. then the US are going to struggle. Um, who would you be saying now? These are the top three. That if if these guys aren't getting kind of three, three and a half points out of five, if they play five or performing, yeah, yeah, just performing very well, just performing very well. That if they're not performing very well then this is going to be a concern for the US team. Just the, the top three on the, the list I have right here in front of me, I think you need uh, Dustin Johnson and Phil Mickelson to really be firing this week. And Phil in particular, I think, because he's like the the elder statesman figurehead of that team with the Ryder Cup, the most experienced by so, so many matches. Um, and Dustin being the you know such a prominent player this year uh, with his little fallback last week, I think the two of them need to play well and it'll help kind of spur on the rest of the boys do you do you see any other key I, I think in Zach there? Johnson to me is another key player because he's he mm. is always steady he's always there and um, you know he's not going to be long he's but he's steady he's going to be on the fairway and especially in say the, the, the four ball or even the foursomes mm. I think in those pairings I think it's really important that Zach plays well to have your kind of your stable stable guys playing yeah. really stable. Like like what you don't want to see is certainly in say foursomes, you know, you don't want to see Phil, you know, going left off the tee, going miles right off the tee. You need that steady players. You mm. need those guys who are you know, it might not be exciting, but it's gonna be about fairways, greens and pots. Like that's as it is every week, but particularly in match play, it's about not losing holes to bogeys. We all know that. So you can't lose a hole to par. Like it's it's going to be criminal this week to see any of these pros be losing to, to pars. So well, particularly in the four ball. In the foursomes it can happen. It, it can, but like it's going to happen because of an errant tee shot mm. or something along those lines. But I think someone like Zach Johnson is a player that, that, that's key to them. The other issue that, that we have to look at on, on the likes of Phil you say he's going to be a key player and, and he's the elder statesman. He's He's been there for so long. Does he play five? No. You know, and with that, how do we use him? Does he? Do you think you'll just see Phil in just the four balls that can counteract that in question think, on the driving? I think, or? I think you'll play him in four matches. I think you probably give him the Saturday morning off. Um, just thinking about it there, you know, play him twice in the first day, give him a rest Saturday morning. He's fresh Saturday afternoon. And off he goes right the way through. Um, I, I, we won't see many players this week off either team play five. You might see one player off each team play five matches, maybe two at most. Like I, I think captains have learned that we all, Ryder Cup history has shown that players need to have um, they need to be playing over the first couple of days before they go into singles when they're actually they are on their own, and then it really is tough. You don't have somebody to rely on or lean on or talk to other than your caddy. So. Uh, yeah, I don't think anybody will be overplayed, but you won't have players underplayed either too much. Well, let, let's look now at the, the European team and then we can look at the kind of the Ryder Cup generally and where we think it's mm. going to go. So we have Rafa Cabrera, Bello, uh, Patrick Fitz, uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick, Sergio Garcia, Rory McIlroy, Justin Rose, Henrik Stenson, Andy Sullivan, Danny Willett and Chris Wood are the players that got in without the need of a captain pick. Lee Westwood, uh, Thomas Peters and Martin Keimer. Um, were the captain's pick. I, I don't think we disagree at all with the captain's picks. They're they're the right picks for this in terms of the blend between, you know, players who have been there mm. that can play well 
and know what a Ryder Cup is involved. Europe this time does have a huge amount of of, of rookies. Um, six. You know, six rookies. But when you actually drill down a little bit on each of them, you know, these are players that, you know, Danny Willett, major winner, world number 10, you know, has been playing very well mm. over the last 16 months, two years. Yes, he's a rookie, and we know, as we said earlier, in terms of Brooke Kepka and Ryan Moore, of course, uh, rookie or otherwise, they're going to get, like, Rory will be nervous on the first tee. Oh, yeah. You know, they it doesn't matter yeah. whether there's going to be nerves. No, Willett has a little bit more pedigree than some of the other rookies on the European team. That does not have to say they're complete and utter fresh fish. Like. Well, let's look at two players who are rookies who got in based off victories quite some time ago. Um, Matthew Fitzpatrick and um, Andy Sullivan. Mm. Um, two players that have had mediocre, probably, seasons, not there. Not the, what you'd want to see them form wise coming in this week. Would they be the two that need to be absolutely paired with the right person to make sure that over the course of Friday, Saturday, really form over the last couple of months or whatever? It doesn't really matter because you pair them with a Rory, you pair them with the with a, a Stenson. And and they mm. can help them through it. Kind of max protection. To a certain yeah. extent. Insulate them to a certain extent. Of the six, yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I think so. I think they're the two that you need to... That extra little, that extra little bit of care and attention to, just to be sure. I mean, because you've Chris Wood has won the BMW PGA Championship. It's a bit more prestigious than anything. Sullivan or Fitzpatrick has won. Thomas Peters just went on that crazy run. But seems to have that kind of... I don't know, je ne sais quoi about him that you think... He'll be fine no matter who you put him with. Like he'll just be, he'll be, he'll do okay for. I can't really put my finger on it. But Sullivan and Fitzpatrick, I'd say of all of them, Fitzpatrick because because of his age, um, he'll need just that little bit more extra care and attention. But I think the the European team they they'll, they know full well what to do, and they've a great you know they've all the, the captains, the vice captains, and the setup's very good. Um, put him with the right player, I think he'll 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 flourish and play well. In in terms of Andy Sullivan, you can already see, um, and this might be just me looking too closely at it, that Andy Sullivan looks like he wants to embody everything that Ian Poulter embodied over the last number of Ryder Cups. You can see the passion um, just in his own mm. game. Yeah. And... Albeit with a bit more of kind of a twinkler... Yeah, I think slightly less psychopathic. Um, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but it's that kind of, yeah. I want to win here. He wants to win for himself. But, but in his own can, way, yeah. You know, over yeah. the course of the week, I've heard interviews with Andy Sullivan, and he is so passionate and so proud to be mm. a part of this team that I think if you could kind of embody a mini Ian Poulter, I think it could be. Like Patrick Reed for the Americans, has started to embody that kind of spirit on the American side. I just think that Andy Sullivan could be that, that just little sparkle that... He just he'll get the crowd going. Yeah. There'll be there'll be something. I just have a feeling that there'll be something special from his, Sullivan his this person, week. His personality is pretty special, isn't it? Like I think he'll uh, yeah. He's a little just a little spark in the in the box of matches kind of thing. Yeah, he's good. It'll, it'll, he's good. He's good for the team. He's always got a he's got a great sense of humor, and you you, you just know if there's any kind of quiet minutes in the team room, or somebody's a little bit down over something, or maybe only or losing a point. He'll just like crack a couple of jokes, and all of a sudden the atmosphere will be great again. And, uh, yeah, he's he he'll be a great person to have in that team room. 
the major player for the Europeans has to centre around Rory. Um, Henrik Stenson. We'll leave my Stenson obsession across. But Rory's coming in. He is $11.5 million richer last week. Um, he had that great ability, and we were talking about it on, on, on the WhatsApp group when we were watching it in various locations, that Rory after the 16th in that chip-in, it was nearly Tiger-esque. It was mm. a piece of pure brilliance that got him back. And, and to go four playoff holes, to win it in the way he did and all the rest, this has got to be a guy who this week steps up to be the major player that the European yeah, like, team need to rely I, on. I should be winning four points this week. He should be. The way he's playing... He need, and for Europe, I think he need, needs to be that talisman and really step forward and do that. What like what is there to stop him doing that this week? The, he is just riding the biggest wave right now, isn't he? And, and somebody like Rory, this has to be the type of format, the type of game. As we know, we've seen in previous years and previous competitions of this, Rory has the aggression to go for every flag. Mm. And in something like a four ball, like you take him off the leash... And he is going. Oh, he can make ten. He can make ten, eleven birdies. Everything. Yeah, you know, and even on the foursomes, you put him with a guy who you know he's hitting drives, and all of a sudden, you know, they're going to be you know twenty, thirty, maybe yards ahead of, depending on obviously who they're paired against. Mm. But like, he's going to be averaging over three hundred yards. They have every opportunity to just be firing everything at the pins over the course of it. But for him, he's got to step up as he has done previously, to be fair. But when you talk about the attributes that you need for a Ryder Cup, it all comes down to putting. Like, it's who's going to make the 30, 40-footers, who's going to hold the the 12-footers when it's needed for the halves or for the win. The last couple of weeks, have your fears of Rory and the putting be somewhat allayed now that he's got the Scotty Cameron put it okay over the last weekend wasn't particularly you know off the chart but it was fine would that be the only little asterisk beside Rory this week of if he has the right putter with him I if think he's putting well that's after that, four points in the after eye. that winning putt he held he just rammed it in the middle of the hole that thing was looking nowhere else other than the middle of the hole his putting will be fine for the next few weeks no problem He's that confidence from that one putt He's uh, he's just gonna ride that. He'll be fine. I don't. I don't. He'll miss a few, but on the like, of course he will. He's putting his his what weakest part of his game, but uh, on the whole, I think the confidence he'll have from that, he'll ride that for a while, and um, yeah, it, it looks good, doesn't it? It, you know, he wasn't number one in strokes game putting, or far from it, but last week, but it looked better. It looked better. It looked better. It looked yeah. more comfortable. He obviously clearly prefers the Scotty Cameron. Than, than any one that he's had before. He feels more confident with it. And the work he's doing with his putting coach as well. It, it, it looks it looks a, a lot more of a natural stroke than it was a few, you know only a few weeks back. So, um, so yeah, his his games his games in great shape. And um, yeah, I, he he's ha- going to be the guy that everyone's going to get. Um, you know, they, they're going to be the one that they want to knock down because he'll be there. This you know the European mm-hmm. tally man. If if he doesn't, we've talked about the guys in the US team, that if they're not having a good week, if Rory's not having a good week, is that indicative of a difficulty for the Europeans? 
or can you see other players in the in the context of the European team that I think if Rory might doesn't be. have a good week, we don't win. We don't. We just that's not. It's just the way it is. It's not going to. You know, we're not going to win. He needs to have a good week for us to win. I think Phil on the US team is not going to play all four or five mm. or, or five rounds. Um, Could Rory? It's, it's possibly the same situation with Lee Westwood. He's he's yeah. unlikely to play play all all of it. In context of the European team specifically, because it's less of an issue with the uh, the Americans, do you believe that it's important for Darren Clark and the European team to have all of the rookies get some form of court course time over the course of Friday that they play either in the foursomes or the four ball that everybody who is either a rookie but everybody gets time on the course everyone plays a match mm. or can you hold off and say well look you know we're gonna we're gonna bench Fitzpatrick till Saturday or whoever it is sure sure like what yeah. what strategy do you think if you're the captain and you're looking at the European team do you get everybody out over the course of the day, or do you set aside? This is the month. This is the Friday morning, and I'll I'll see how I go after that. It's the strangest thing. I think if you're going to hold off anybody and not play them on the Friday, I think you need to hold off somebody who's played a Ryder Cup before, because if you're a rookie, you're 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 nervous, you're anxious, but you're also excited as well. And to have that build up for another day when the matches are going on, I just think it probably might become a bit too much. And it's it's not an ideal situation having six rookies like to, to maybe have to blood six rookies on the opening day. That's not like, that's not an easy mix and match. You, well, can do, I ask you then a, a follow up to that? If you were if you were the captain, and we know historically the first tee off is obviously relatively early, and the mm. crowds won't perhaps be as big at the very first tee off. Do you stick out? You know. The, the the guy you have the most question marks over as a rookie and say, do you know what, let's get him out first. There'll be less people on the tee box, there'll be less people on the crowd, and there'll be four or five holes in by the time. The, rather than, yeah. say, lunchtime on Friday, it's where ripping. the place is, and yeah. there's been a few drinks had as the, you know, as the patrons. They're not going to drink, are they? Well, I'd say the patron, patrons <laughs> might have one or two. Um, to yeah, take them out of the hostility shape. of that. Just, yeah. Get him out in the second group or something. He doesn't have the first, you know, the first group jitters or the first group, you know, there's the a huge emotion or uh, of the first group butterflies. The first group. I mean, why why not put out two rookies together? Like that that way you. I mean, it's kind of weird. They might work together because they both have something in common. We're both rookies. We've nothing to lose really. You know, we're not expected to win, so we're kind of pressures off a little bit almost. And it also gets two of them out and blooded on the course on the Friday. I mean, one all-rookie pairing on a Friday morning in the foursomes, a lot of people will be putting their head in their hands. I think it's not the worst thing in the world. So going back to the question I asked, yeah, does do, everybody do you, play do on you day get one? everybody out? So do you get and try and get all of the rookies out? Yeah. And or do you get all of your players out on the on the Friday? Uh, and that's that's a general you know for what? both the European and the American team. Do you try and get everybody out over the course of a Friday? I think it's a really smart move to get everybody out on day one because otherwise they have another an extra day of everything building up inside them, nerves, butterflies, adrenaline, and there's no release for that. And they, they just, it's just it's amped up as you know it's multiplied exponentially for if they're waiting until Saturday to play. So I think it's a smart play to to get everybody out day one. Whether it happens or not, I don't know. I'm not a Ryder Cup captain. I never will be. Yeah, definitely um, not. One of the, the, 
the concerns I would have is, and you know, you were highlighting at the beginning of the show, Darren's uh, use of the stats and the use of this and the use of that. And how much can a Ryder Cup captain pre-plan what's going to happen over the three days? The the flexibility that I think that the team needs. We mm. we talk about you know getting everybody out on 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 the Friday or the plan for maybe benching Phil for maybe Saturday morning, but if Phil is 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 trotting along, you know, and he says I'm I'm good I'm good gaffer I can go again. Mm-hmm. How much is about knowing actually what your initial pairings are for Friday morning? And then really having to roll with it, you know, maybe, maybe a guy, you know, mm. you, you were going to put out Fitzpatrick and, and Westwood in the afternoon. Fitzpatrick's not looking great on the course. I'm, I'm actually going to, I'm going to bench him. I, you know, how much of it that you're seeing or how, how rigid do you think that, that these guys are? I mean, how far with, down the alphabet does his, do his plans go and his contingencies and switch rounds? I'd say he's got a lot of them, but, you know, Darren was saying like about these guys at fifteenth club. He goes, look, I have all these stats here. They're very helpful, but he goes, that's not to say I'm gonna not make a decision based on my gut. If I feel that something's the right thing to do, and things might be saying otherwise, or if I, you know, if I get a gut feeling this is the right thing to do, I'm gonna go with that because you, you got to go with what feels right. And I mean, that's that's the way his kind of golf game was. It was never an extremely technical swing. He was a real feel player. Which is why he did so well in the Open Championships. When you you do have to feel your shots and create them, so you know I think his captaincy style will mirror his golf somewhat. And I don't think he'd be afraid to make a call that might be really confusing to an awful lot of people. But he's just following what his instincts are. But would that not would not be a great curveball to the Americans? And you know you've made the idea suggestion there of putting out two rookies. You know maybe maybe going okay Andy Sullivan Matthew Fitzpatrick you're both mm. English you're both young you're going to enjoy it. do you know what just go out there they won't expect that the first pairing mm. they might expect because there is a certain amount of, of yeah. history to this and, and everybody has looked back and you know do you put out two of your stronger pair to get a point on the board to get a few points to, you know or do you turn around and go actually do you know what I'm expecting them to think that way mm-hmm. that we're going to do this so we're going to flip this slightly yeah, yeah. and we're, we're actually not going to put out a Lee Westwood and a Rory McIlroy or something in the so, first couple yeah, yeah. we're going to actually put out two rookies stick them out together and just say go lads just enjoy it yeah, just d- 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 soak it up and, and, and have a bit of fun Danny Willett Thomas Peters off you go Masters champion and a hot hand see what you can do boys no pressure on your rookies you're not expected to win if you get a half Awesome. If you play well, great. You're, you know, you've got, you've, you know, you've got your cap for the Ryder Cup. Why not? It could, it could be, it could be a stroke of genius. It might not even happen. But uh, I think it's not a bad idea. Like, and something weird like that's gonna have to happen over this weekend with six rookies. There's going to be something unusual that people will be going, oh my god, what is Darren doing? It could be, it could be a master stroke or it could backfire. But that's what, that's the, that's these are the cards he's dealt, dealt and. It is a little bit of a poker game, right? As the captains, like he might have that kind of leveling kind of war where he goes, "Oh, Davis might think I'm going to put out a really strong, you know, a strong perceived team like a Rory and somebody else here, but I'm actually going to do this." And it might throw the the American opponents, not only just you know the, the captain. The difference in these two teams are. are- fairly minuscule in the grander scheme of things we've heard davis love out of context mm. and it's 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 being used out of context you know deliberately for the benefit of 
of Ging up the European team and so on. I'm sure it's being printed across many notice boards in the locker room at the moment. Actually, when you look at it, there isn't a vast difference between these two teams. When when you take away the rookie aspect of it, yeah. you know, we look at the likes of the average age, not a huge difference. 31 plays 33 for the US. Age isn't necessarily going to, you know, you take Phil out of that and you take Lee and it's probably going to plummet down into the 20s. Sure, sure. But look, average world rankings, okay? 16.3 for the US, 27.8 for Team Europe. This isn't what it was four or five Ryder Cups ago when, yeah. you know, most of the Euro- European team were top 50, but they were towards the lower end yeah, where the Americans were much higher. 43 or something. Um, look, the Americans play in America on the PGA Tour by and large. So there are, sorry, because it's a stronger tour, there are more weighted points there. So the world ranking thing, they are definitely stronger on paper, but I don't think it's as big a gap as whatever the nine points between them there would suggest. We have more victories this year, 12 to our team versus nine for them. The Ryder Cup appearances, pretty much much of the muchness. Um, it's like, and it's match play. You you run this match twenty times between these two teams. The the US team is on paper stronger. They should win it more often than not. But it's it's match play. These guys are all good golfers. They can go out and beat each other. But but the one thing that the European team know is that that has been the case mm-hmm. for the last six seven of these contests. Yeah. And every time we turn up to a Ryder Cup whether it be at the K-Club, whether it be at Glen Eagles, whether it be in Medina, whether wherever it is, every time it's repeatedly told this American team are going to win the Ryder Cup. Mm. They are better on paper, but it isn't what's on paper. Danny Willett, I saw going in to the hotel on Monday, and he said, look, it's golf. You know, once I get out, we play golf. You know, like it's, yeah, it's the Ryder Cup. Yeah, it's anything, but Those... it's 18 holes. I have to get a ball into a Definitely. hole, and it's... When I take when you take away the whole oh it's this, and I Definitely. think that that's the mindset that has to go in. It, that guy's that world ranking. That guy's world ranking. He's my opponent. His ranking doesn't count for anything. That doesn't give him a one up start on me. But like there's, there's fears about you know uh, the rookies, and you look at Danny Willett. Danny Willett's sitting there going, "I got a green jacket." There's four other major winners, me and three others. That's mm. it. That's sitting in you know, and and at the end of the day. This year, I have a green jacket, and that guy doesn't. So he's looking across the way and going, "Okay, well, like Patrick Reed, you don't have a green jacket, you know." So I beat you. Yeah, I beat I beat everybody who's at the Ryder Cup this week. Pretty much played at the Masters, and he he beat them. So like for someone like Danny Willett, his attitude has to be, "Hey, I I'm like if I was him, I'd nearly wear the green jacket into the clubhouse. Like I'd be like." You know what, boys? Just so you remember, he'll like, he'll, yeah. Yeah, he'll be metaphorically wearing it for sure. Yeah. Um. So we know that it's going to be close. Mm. Um, let, let's, let's try and work out then. We, we know the format. So it's, it's foursomes, then four balls, both Saturday and, uh, Friday and Saturday. And then we go into the, into the, mm. the singles. Um, over Friday, Saturday, um, with the foursome, four ball, where do you think the strengths fall for each? So is the four ball going to be, you know, that, that's going to be where the weakness for the European team, the foursome might be a weakness for the, the Americans. Is there any way of looking at it going, okay, if we could get X out of the foursomes, we'd be doing well because that's our fear. Or is it just really it's it's just going to be try and keep it tight to come 
sad Sunday and just see what the singles hold? I don't know. It's so tough. Like would like with Warford nine seven, you know, trading to be trading nine seven going into Sunday. Would you take that? Would you be happy with it? It's I, hard to say. Like we we know, other than the miracle of Medina and other other times, the European team aren't historically great at the singles. Like mm. you know, we we know we need to be in touching distance. We're not going to get an overturn of four, three and a half, four points. In my opinion, come yeah. Sunday. So. It, we have to be going in, you know, to have a realistic chance, we need to be somewhere in a margin of plus or minus two, yeah. in my view. I agree, I agree. Um, whatever way that is, that's, that gives us a chance. Now, it may be that the mentality, if it gets slightly away from them, and it's not quite that, that maybe the, 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 the mindset has to change, not officially, but the mindset has to change of let's just draw the game, take the cup and bugger off back to uh, Europe and not lose it, mm. but let's not have them win it. Um, I, do you think those guys, they're win, they're, these guys play to win. They, I, I just, uh, no, and that's why I'm saying yeah. it's not the official line, mm. but maybe there's a, you know, if come mid, mid-afternoon mid Sunday and, do, you know, do you, do you, you kind of just pull think that shot yourself, 10 foot left just to be sure in the middle I'll, of the ring? I'll, 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 take, I'll take a half here and half this tor- this match. Mm. Like if it comes down to the last match on Sunday and the US need a point to win and Europe need a half a point to retain, yeah. <laughs> at which would, you know, I don't think... It, it would be very interesting to see if that was how tight it is. Do you think it's going to be that tight? Do you think it's going to get to the point on Sunday where it is going to be the last couple of groups? Uh, my hope is that it is. Yeah, of course it is. But that's your hope. Yeah. But what, what, what is a golf fan, a guy who watches golf incessantly, records a podcast every week about golf? You know, your, your hope is one thing. What, what's your heart saying first? I think the US win it. Well, that, is that I, the heart or is that the head? No, I think, no. Like, I want it to be close. I think the US win it by a couple of points. I think you're looking at maybe like 15, 13. Okay. But like, I think it's that wouldn't be, that would like, no. I want to see Europe win it. I don't think they do win it personally. I think it's going to, if, if they win it. Of course I want to see Europe win it. I'm trying to go with the, the I'm, try, the I'm trying to think yeah. if, it, if it was Miracle of Medina, what would it be at Hazeltine? You know, uh, hooray at Hazeltine. Because it's, it, it's going to need everybody like for for Europe to win it not retain it but to win it yeah I think that you're gonna have to have pretty much 11 out of these 12 guys pretty much on hot form firing you know or you need 10 out of the 12 playing well but you need 6 out of the 12 in the US to have pretty average weeks do you know the funny thing is like if you look at the tournament results for the guys last week the European guys by and large played really well there was a lot of them they were under par over in uh, in Germany and the Americans of the Tour Championship a lot of them were struggling at vast you know large points of that tournament now maybe if they you know after day one they played themselves out or they go okay let's work on my game for next week but it's uh, if you just look at purely at what they were scoring last week that favours Europe for, sh- for sure uh Every year it's so hard to call. Uh, every year the Ryder Cup happens. Sorry, it's about every two years. But um, I just I think I think there's just for whatever reason, whether it's and no, they shouldn't use Arnold Palmer as uh, that. This is the reason we win it. 
it, he will be a, a motivator for them this week. There's an extra little thing going. It's they need, they want to win a Ryder Cup badly. They've put the task force in place. They've got their you know they've got their Billy Horschel pick in place. Things seem to be lining up for them to get a win. You know, um, I, I out of the two teams, um, what pairings say Sunday because mm-hmm. the four and four ball is going to be very hard, but. What matches Come do I want to see? What kind of matches would you like to see? I want to see Perry? Rory play Dustin. Yeah. Or Rory play Reed. That would be phenomenal because Patrick Reed would be so pumped up for that. It would just give that game a huge edge. Because you know, like you said earlier, everybody wants to beat Rory. Well, Patrick Reed's that little level above everybody and how much he wants to beat somebody. And if you put Rory in front of him, like the, the talisman of the European team, that thing, that match would be insane. And what about Rory Spieth? You know, the two young pretenders to the Tiger crown. You know, it's uh, with, think, with maybe Tiger walking behind. You know, what a, what an image that was. A Tiger was, and Poulter you know, and well, Rory Spieth. Well, that would yeah, just look, give a great imagery of, of where the... the the, the world of golf is going. It's it's Rory for the future. Yeah. It's Speed for the future. Not to say Dustin and the rest, but like what Speed did last year. Okay, not so much this year, but last year, the great year he yeah. had. He still won Rory. twice this year. It's not been t- yeah. Well, I, yeah. I think when we get to the point where we're talking multiple major winners, yeah, we yeah. look at majors as the as the, the the benchmark for these players. Jordan Speed Rory. It might okay. Jordan Speed Rory might just be missing that. A few ounces of napalm that Rory Speed would have, or sorry, Rory. Well, I'm going really to throw another one out because Go I on. think that if you put Rory v uh, Phil, I don't think there'll be anybody else watching any of the other eleven. <laughs> that's, that's a good point because yeah. you know I think that you'll have all the Americans following uh, Phil. You'll have all the Europeans following Rory. <laughs> you can leave all the rookies to do what they want because nobody would have a clue what's going on in the rest of it. Get Sergio Garcia out there in one of his vociferous loud moods and put him up against Pat. Patrick Reed and just watch it go like two bulls just going at it. Let, let, let's look at just for a second. Uh, Ricky is a wild card. He's got a pretty stinking record. It ha- hasn't actually won a match uh, at the Ryder Cup. Um, Fowler has he got the, the the pick. He was you know certainly talking about that it was somewhat of a shock to him. Uh, delighted, but wasn't overly expecting it. And. Um, Classy and humble like Ricky generally is. is. I'm sure he would have expected it to a certain level. Like bit. he has, he has halved five. So you know, it, it's not like he's lost everything. It's not as bad as Tiger's record uh, back then. But um, do you want to see Ricky? Like we, we all like Ricky, you know. And there's part of me that would Rick, like to see, see Ricky get no points again. This, I want to see. Uh, no, so. I want to see Ricky pop his little cherry and win a, win his first Ryder Cup points. Like he's too. Well, good. at least he's got rid of the moustache. So like yeah. that, 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 that's a saving grace. Did you see uh, Justin Thomas? Yeah, Literally he fin- shaved it before he even went to the uh, the interview. <laughs> Finishes um, round his shaves straight away. It was pretty. Lee good. Westwood has a chance this week to uh, to beat uh, the the uh, has a chance to beat. The record uh, of Faldo for the European, he needs two and a half points. Does he get two and a half? And if he doesn't... It'd be nice to be tied, wouldn't it? Well, tied would be great. Um, Which means your favourite player of all time. Well, that's true. If he doesn't do it, do you think Lee has a chance of... uh, Like, is this Lee's last Ryder Cup? Um, Yeah, it could be. What do you think? I think think so. I, I, I think... 
it would take him a lot of hard work for him to break back into the top 12 European players. Um, yeah, because there's a lot of young guys. Like we're, we're talking about a European team that doesn't have Shane Larry, doesn't have a couple of guys who are right mm. up there in the top 50 of the world, top 25 of the world rankings. I, I don't see Lee Westwood coming back. And I think one of the reasons he's there is on the basis of the amount of rookies. Sure. If if there was only two rookies, does Lee go? I'm I'm not sure. I mm. think Shane Lowry might have gone instead, or Russell Knox is another player that you know that you could argue. There's guys there that aren't on this European team, and I'm not sure that, right. that Lee gets it. If so, he makes a Ryder Cup team again, it'll be because he's qualified. He yeah. won't get another pick, I don't think. Um, but so there's I, a few stories behind everything that's going on he, this week. Um, he's a great player to have in our squad, with, in in the context of having all the rookies. He really is. He'd be. He's he's a brilliant person to have there for. But them. it makes sense to have him oh, because yeah. of it. I just. 100%. I I, there's, I suppose the reason I bring it up is that there's more stories going on behind the scenes this week the likes of the Ricky Fowler trying to get that first point Lee Westwood trying to get two and a half and what's your call then I I think they lose by three okay so you're calling 16-12 I'm calling 15-13 oh sorry not 16-12 sorry 15 and a half 12 and a half um, good maths Barry <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, that's okay so, right. so we're both in the yeah we both exp- okay so we can both uh, Sunday night we can both be pleasantly surprised if Liverpool sorry not Liverpool <laughs> if Europe <laughs> lot of Liverpool. I, I would be very surprised if Liverpool wins 16-13 a lot, lot of Liverpool on the brain these days when playing so well if yeah we'll both be very pleasantly surprised if Europe win on come Sunday night but I think this is going to be a cracking Ryder Cup I don't know about you but um, I'm 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 really excited for it. The one thing I don't want, and I think it's what nobody wants, is just a total blowout, one way or the other. Yeah. We don't want an absolute stormer by one team or the other that just makes this sat Sunday um, mm. useless or pointless. This needs to be a spectacle. Um, it is only every two years. It mm-hmm. competes a lot with a lot of other sports in the world. Um, and I said it a couple of weeks ago on the show, I think for the US, for the Ryder Cup, I think it's probably nearly more important for them to win this one oh, yeah. just to keep the commercial interest to keep the players interest with all of the soul searching they've done over the last two years if it's not tight and it's not a u.s win if it's not a u.s win but very very tight or it's a retain mm. by the europeans then i think everybody can go home going cracking tournament great yeah. fun it was well worth it if you're going win by three or four points i i i, I think that there's There'll be a lot of the task, for, by yeah, the, the task the force could be pushing for a format change of sorts. Or you just don't knows. know. You just don't know. But look, it's going to be great. Yeah. Um, so we'll see on Sunday who is the uh, the Ryder Cup uh, winners. It's going to be a fantastic three days of golf. I, at a good talk, golf is where you're going to find pretty much all of the conversation that we'll be having over the course of the three days. Um, and if I, if I don't reply, I'm really sorry. I'm completely engrossed in the TV. I, um, will, do, I, will, I will do my best. But uh, yeah, so keep in contact. Let us know what you think. Anybody who wants to get in contact, a good talk golf is the Twitter handle, a good talk spoiled gmail.com. You'll get us on uh, game golf as well. And don't forget to rate us on iTunes. Enjoy the golf this week. Enjoy the Ryder Cup. And we'll talk to you next week. <laughs> Bye-bye, huh? Well, you're fine. Bye-bye.